I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the mask. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, burning that midnight oil. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Bro, it's past midnight. It ain't no midnight oil. It's like 2 a.m. oil. We started burning it at, at midnight. <laughs> yeah, I had to, we had to push Locked On Mavs recording back a little bit because I hosted the Locked On NBA podcast, so go check that out. Locked on NBA, me and Alex Wolf from Locked on Knicks talked about the two games from last night. It was, uh, it was a good time. It's a good time. We uh, only gave away one Avengers Endgame spoiler. I feel like we're at a point now. It's just past spoilers, <laughs> right? And it wasn't Come even on. that big of, of, of one, so. Yeah. I mean, the movie's the movie literally came out last, we watched it, what, last Thursday Thursday, night? Yeah. yeah. Almost a week. So. Yeah, you're listening to this on a Wednesday. Yeah, if you haven't seen it by now, that's that's on you, bro. Absolutely. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about Mark Stein talking about free agency. Anything, anytime Mark Stein speaks, it's like gospel around here. So we will talk about that. He had some things to say about their free agency. And then we'll talk about some of the playoff stuff if we have time afterwards. We'll get into some of that. And uh, there's some good games on, the refs we can talk about, uh, and things like that. So, Isaac. Before we get to all that, did you see the video of Luke Doncic as a little kid? Oh, yes. It was glorious. Just just one of the most heartwarming things I've ever seen in my life. I played the video for my wife uh, the second time, and I was like, hey, watch this video. And she's watching it. She's like, okay, I mean, the kid's cute. Yeah. I'm like, that's Luca. <laughs> She's like, no way. It's so cute. It's so All this great. stuff. Yeah, it was a great video. I'm glad it uh, was shared today. I'm going to go and retweet it from the Lockdown Mavs account for anybody that hasn't seen it. Yeah, super cool. And uh, I'm glad somebody found that somehow. I don't know who found it or who started sharing it, but uh, that was a fun video to see. This person named Natia that follows the podcast. Oh, what up, Natia? Natia. Thanks for sharing this video. Their profile, their profile picture is Michelle from Full House. So I don't know if you're a male or a female. But hmm. Maybe they just liked Michelle. Just like Michelle. She's you know, she grew up <laughs> to become the Olsen twins and their sister was an Avenger, so you know. <laughs> hey, we're not allowed to laugh too much. People don't like when we laugh on this pod. They don't? <laughs> They probably shouldn't like this podcast then. It's a little overboy. Hey, we got we got to get more serious. If you don't laugh so, as much as us, you don't get some of the inside jokes, and that's okay. That's true. You just, have to keep, tweet. You just keep listening, and eventually you'll get the inside jokes. Somebody uh, that loved the Zion pod uh, yesterday. So if you hadn't, <clears throat> hadn't listened to yesterday's pod yes. yet, we started our draft profiles uh, for the next couple of weeks. We're going to hit five or six of the top prospects in a draft if dallas lands a lottery pick and yesterday we started with zion and uh somebody um 
tweet us and they like the pod with Zion, all this stuff. And but they decided to go back and listen to what we t- said about uh, Luca because we we've been doing these <laughs> yeah. uh, these draft profiles for the past three years. So uh, yes, yeah, so somebody dug it up and or mentioned it and Nick tweeted it and uh, I was texting Nick. I'm like, did we say anything stupid on this pod or? <laughs> Uh, but for the most part, I, listened, I went back and re-listened to a little bit of it. and uh, It was funny. It was funny that we were talking about, you know, if Dallas moves up, they could use their 2019 first rounder. We're and so smart. All this stuff. It was, it was funny, some of the stuff we were saying. But, you guys uh, should listen to us more, whether we laugh or not. <laughs> we're so smart. Uh, but no, no we, just, was, we just have so much time. And we talk so much that we throw out as many guesses as possible, and we're going to be right about something. We do throw a bunch of stuff out. If we think something's really going to happen or if I feel like if it is actually sourced, I would normally preface that and say, I think that there is more behind this. Uh, but, yeah, we, we we love speculating. Absolutely. And speculating is what it's all about. We just don't try to claim it as a serious thing like some yikes, uh, yikes. Uh, local reporters. But yikes, keep going. Isaac. So speaking of a local reporter, Mark Stein, a local national guy. He's our national guy, I think we should say. Hey, that's guy you should trust. One of the few guys you should trust with Mavs News. Absolutely. He answered Zach Cunningham's question about <laughs> Dallas's interest in Nikola Vucevic. He said, has your sense of Dallas's interest in Nikola Vucevic as a free agent target changed? Stein, not really. The Mavericks are still formulating their free agent plans based on what I know, but I didn't see Vucevic as a primary target for when you asked a while back. And that position holds. Shooters, athleticism, and veterans are said to be Dallas's priority to supply the budding star tandem of Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis with some been-there wisdom. There has been no indication to date that the Mavericks will get a sniff from the Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving tier of free agents. I likewise continue to believe that Golden State's Clay Thompson is 100% staying put with the Warriors and will not consider external suitors. But league sources say that the Mavericks intend to fling themselves into the chase for Chris Middleton and or Kemba Walker with gusto, with gusto, Isaac, in hopes that they have a shot at one of them. Wings with two-way ability figured to, two-way ability figured to be another emphasis if Dallas is unsuccessful in pursuit of the big names. Woo, okay, bunch of stuff to break down there, and that's what we're going to do today. So, the Mavericks are still formulating their free agent plans. So, at this point, we think that the Mavericks have targets, right? They have guys that they, they're, they're thinking about targeting. However, there's still guys that still have player options and things like that that they haven't turned down yet. So, you don't want to put together a whole free agency thing if there's guys that still haven't turned down their options and stuff. Yeah, I, I think uh, the front office right now, they are obviously looking at a bunch of different scenarios, a bunch of different possibilities and pathways that you can go down. We, and I've mentioned this uh, door doorway uh, thing before. I think uh, they, just like we are, are just waiting for May 14th. They're just waiting for this draft lottery. And once that happens, then you can figure out where you want to go next. Hey, Isaac. Yes. Did you know it's going to be May Why did, why did you, you say that joke yesterday? Is this a two? Is this a two a.m. joke? This is a two a.m. joke. <laughs> May is here, man. It's coming. The summer is coming. These guys got to start making decisions like this, and uh, 
man. But the, the fact I that he's been going to a Sean May type of hey, we need to Sean, bring Sean May. Back. Get out of here with your Sean May. I love Sean May. Get off of him. Talk about a player that would not make it in today's NBA and did not make it in that NBA either. <laughs> Stop it, Sean May. Okay. That would be hard for me to defend. What if he's a listener? Just a just at me, right? <laughs> Heck yeah, Sean May. At him right now. That'd be funny. I'm a believer in you. So Mark Stein says, I didn't see Vucevic as a primary target for them when you asked a while back. By the way, that means that Zach has asked this question before. <laughs> and he answered it before. He's kind of just telling them nothing has changed with it. Uh, yeah. We've we've had the same. So, okay, yeah, back to the doorway thing. The, the lottery, when that happens, I, that obviously solidifies – kind of some different routes that they can try to, you know, they can choose to take, you know, going come draft time. If they win one of those top four, th- top four picks, then you get extra doorways that you can walk through. Then you get more possibilities. And I, I, it sounds dumb maybe, but you should want Dallas to land one of those top four picks. <laughs> um, yeah. Especially if it's the first one, you get Zion. We went through all of that. Um, I, I think there is, yeah, there, there is a, a small percentage of fans that are saying, Hey, we don't want the pick to convey at all. We would rather have that 20, you know, 2022 pick. It could be one of the first high school ones. Even if it's in the twenties, it could be a deep draft. I get that. Uh, if that's the route, okay, whatever floats your boat with that. Sure. Um, I just know that if you land two through four, you have some trade possibilities. It increases some value, or in- increases any of your trade packages that you could that could be on the table right now. And so, yeah, if we're going to stages right now, Mass Front Office is waiting to for the draft lottery to happen. Then, once that happens, then you can see different people. We so, we talked about Goran Dragic, how he's waiting. He's like, hey, I'm taking some time off right now. To just enjoy life and family and all this stuff away from basketball, Wait then I'll the decide on my make an offer. <laughs> then I'll decide on my offer sheet. You know, mm-hmm. something that might affect offer sheets is if you land the top pick in the draft or not. That might cut away some cap space. So um, let's let's see if Goran Dragic makes a decision on his um, option before or after the draft lottery. I'm gonna go with after. I'm just going to go out there and say it's going to be after. Interesting. It's going to be fascinating. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's break down the rest of this, including what the Mavericks are targeting per Mark Stein. All right, Isaac. So Mark Stein goes on to say, shooters, athleticism, and veterans are said to be Dallas's priority to supply them the budding star tandem of Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis with some bend their wisdom. There's a couple things in there. Shooters, athleticism, and veterans bend their wisdom. They want guys that have been around. This is not oh. the, the whole idea of this timeline. You know, they have to be on the same timeline. So this is the whole conversation we had the other day with Al, about Al Horford. You know, if Al Horford would become available, I feel like that would be a player that they would go after because he's he has yes. been their wisdom. And he's shooters. He's some athleticism. And, yes. you know, the bend their wisdom for sure. Oh, boy, do I have a veteran wisdom guy. My heart skipped a beat when I read this today. I was full of joy. A smile crossed my face mm-hmm. when I saw that Vince Carter said oh, yes. that he, he wants to come back for another year. Mark Cuban, we know you're a listener of the pod. You've been on the podcast before. 
If Mark Cuban listens to this podcast, he has definitely turned it off at this point. No, he's not. He's still going. <laughs> Shout out to he, Mark. He's listening to us right now. Say, listening to me. Go bring back Vince. Get him. Bring him back. Him. I don't care about his age. He shot 38% from three last year. That's better than, like, I don't know, what, three-fourths of our team uh, from last year. Uh, but, no, seriously, I – if you're a new listener, Vince Carter is my favorite athlete of all time. He's my favorite basketball player of all time, more than Dirk, more than MJ. Uh, Vince is, is holds a special place in my heart. So I, I love Vince. I would die for him to come back. If he could be one of our veterans off the bench, sign me up any day of the week. So anyway, you said wisdom of veterans. That got me super excited about it. You, you would be down for that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You have no other option at this point in as our long podcast. As, as long as I can co-host the podcast and take over the winging it responsibilities. And our friendship and everything would be over if you said no. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that you have your two cornerstones in Luca and Porzingis. So now it's not about – we talked about this before. It's not about age for the most part. It's more about fit. Like that's why the Kimba thing – is so for me it's so hard to try to find the landing spot or it's so divisive sometimes because I, to me the Kimba thing it's not about age like the Kimba thing the age thing doesn't bother me about Kimba it's just the fit like that's the thing that that I worry more about fit right now than age stuff because you can't just fill the roster with all of you know 25 and under players you got to have some vets and you can't have all this isn't shade at Devin Harris but like you can't have all vets like Devin Harris that's going to log you know a max 10 minutes a game like you want some vets that's been there that's going to be like one of your key pieces you know you want an Al Horford that's going to get 30 minutes a night in a playoff series like you want you know some vets that's been there that's going to be playing a, a, an integral role of your rotation so yeah Age isn't the biggest issue for me this summer. Yeah, and and the deals are getting shorter. The CBA changed that longest deal that you can give somebody's four years, which seems like seems like forever. I mean, four years ago the Mavericks were looking at. I mean, gosh, the Mavericks four years ago. Vince Carter was on the team, right? Yeah, yeah, it was so, so long that ago. Spurs series, so wild. So that I mean, that was a, forever ago, and these contracts are smaller and so you know some of these guys that are older get these two-year three-year deals and you're not you're not signing away for a five-year supermax deal the, the supermax deals are kind of the only bad deals that are left getting you know still getting signed at this point right like there's not the 2016 2017 summers are kind of i mean they're, they're kind of over i think the supermax are so wild to me because you, you almost have to do them at, at some points like especially in some markets yeah, some markets you you, you got to do it, but then it kind of handicaps you too. And if you don't know, like with John Wall stuff situation, and you know what what Westbrook's gonna look like in a few years. And anyway, but that that's not that's a whole different conversation. Um, you also got to look at the Mavs roster and say how many holes do they have to fill. You know, if they go out and spend all of their money on one guy, yeah. Uh, let's you know, let's just say Kemba. You know, how do what? how do they fill in the holes around them at that point if they spend all their money on the one guy thing? Because, yeah, they had the option then. Because you look at it, and let's just throw Tim Hardaway in the starting lineup for now. And for now, even though you've advocated for him to be a bench guy, and there's, there are scenarios in which I want him to be a, a bench guy. But let's just say for now, Luca Porzingis, and Tim Hardaway are your three like lock starters for next year. And that's your middle. that's the middle of your lineup. 
Yeah, it is. Yes. So that's let's just leave that. So you're looking at two starters for the most. Like we're just being very vague right now. But then you look at the bench. You already got Brunson. Dwight's going to be extended or however you want to word that. Yeah. Then you got Justin Jackson. JJ's going to be back. That's four locks right there. So then and two of them are point guards. <laughs> two of them are point guards. Then you're not even talking about what's going to happen with Dorian and Maxi. A lot of people want him back. We think that the Mavs want him back too. But if they bring both of those guys back, that's six guys off your bench right there. You're not even counting the second rounder that you're going to pick at 37. And you're not even counting. I mean, then you have two two way guys at that point too that's counting your 17. So then with that, you're looking at two or three bench free agents. And that's not even counting, you know, what's closest going to be if they bring back Salah or Brokoff yeah. or Devin. Like, we don't know about that. So, that's the thing. If they spend big on one guy, they have options to fill out the rest of the roster and bring in back some of these guys. But if they go the route and say, we're going to take this $30 million and spread it out over three to four guys, then we might not see, I mean, obviously, you not, might not see some of these familiar faces back on the team. So some people are very excited about that prospect. <laughs> they're, they're very yeah, okay yeah. with that. And some of these guys I'm okay with not seeing them in the lineup either. Because I think that's what it'll be. I think if the money goes towards a one-guy thing like a Kemba, I think you'll see a lot of the bench unit brought back uh, because then they can go over the cap to bring back yeah. Finney Smith, Maxie, something like that. But if they go out and get like a Beverly, a Danny Green, an Ed Davis, you know, if they get all three of those guys or something, you might not see some of these guys. They might let a few of these guys walk or, you know, something like that. So that's the different options that you could look at. But – you texted me something earlier about the Middleton thing, and we're gonna we're gonna do free agent profiles coming up over the next month or so, and do individual pods on individual players and how yeah. they could fit. I think that's in June, but yeah. Okay, yeah, that's next month because of your joke. It's May. <laughs> um, it's be May. But you texted me earlier. And we're like, is Dragic and Middleton completely impossible to do both? Yes, and my only thing with that is you would have to land Dragic before free agency hits. And you say, how do you do that? And that would be the whole... That's a good question. How do you do that? Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, Isaac will explain. How do you do that? All right, Isaac, so before the break, he mentioned that there is a way to get a big free agent plus like a Dragic kind of guy. And... How do you, what's the roadmap for that? Because at this point, the Mavericks, they don't have a, a first-round pick for eight years, <laughs> it feels like. And uh, they don't have a ton of assets. A bunch of the guys are going to be free agents. So how do, how do you go about doing something like that? Well, it, it doesn't happen. Like, it, it can't happen with a ton of um, different situations. The Dragic one is just a unique situation because – you have this scenario in which he has this last year on his player option that he can decline or accept. And then, you know, obviously he's friends with Luca and all this stuff. So, you know, what if, what if Dragic talks to Pat Riley over the next few weeks? Cause he, you know, he said that the other day, he's like, Hey, I want to take the next couple weeks, blah, blah, blah. And he tells Pat, Hey, I, I want to go to Dallas. Let's just say he says, I want to go to Dallas, my agent, and all this stuff. There's a couple of routes that we can take. You can trade me before free agency hits, and I will say I'm like I'm opting in, whatever. You can trade me, get something back for me, and that will help Dallas with cap room, or 
I'll just decline my option and sign with sign with their you know their freaking cap space. I drew a blank on cap space, <laughs> or I'll just sign with their cap space for free, basically. And, and you'll lose me for absolutely nothing. So if you're Pat Riley and you're saying, hey, well, I don't want to lose you for nothing. If you're going to go there anyway, let me get something back. And that's when Dallas could call up and say, we'll give you Courtney Lee's expiring contract that you can you know, keep on your roster, whatever. But to have you take Courtney Lee's you know, contract right now, then this is the, we'll give you the 37th pick. Would it cost the 37th pick and Justin Jackson? And or would you do it? If we're getting Dragic. Yes. Because Justin Jackson, Courtney Lee, and then let's just say the salary for the second round pick roughly, you're looking at around 17 something million, you know, going for like next season. Then you can't then you look at what Dragic's number is gonna be for next season if he if he's planning on opting into that. And if that's the case, if he gets traded to Dallas, he would do it with that agreement of like, hey, I'm gonna opt into that last that last year. Then you're only cutting about two, two and a half million off your cap space for the summer. So then you're trying to figure out now that's obviously you have to look at how much cap you have because you won't be waiving Courtney Lee at that point. And in some people's already counting that. Oh, what if they waive Courtney Lee and then, or they stretch it and, you know, stretch his contract and all the different stuff. So then you could take the rest of that money and try to chase Chris Middleton, but still you would need Middleton to play ball a little bit and take a little bit less than Max. And, but that's the only type of scenario in which I could see something like that happening. And it has to just be with Dragic, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it could happen with a few other people. You just have to find a unique situation like, for a player to kind of decide before free agency yeah. that I want to go there and hey, like y'all want it. Like a Derek Favors kind of, because he has that non-guaranteed, I think he's like $16.5 million. It's not really on, on his decision, but it could be the Jazz decision. If they get a whiff that like they have, they're in on you know Tobias or Middleton or something like that, then maybe you could do something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a yeah that that whole I, I'm not banking on a situation like that happening. No, it's just possible though. I think it would be more of you know a salary cap type of thing. But we've we love Middleton. You love Middleton too, right? I mean, yes, I feel like yeah, we've yeah. talked about like if if you can go out and get Chris Middleton this summer, you do that because with Mark Stein saying that they're going to chase you know Middleton and Kimba. I mean, if you have to hand out a near max to somebody, give me Chris Middleton over Kimba any day of the week on this Mavs team. Because, I mean, there are very few free agents that you look out there and say they would be a, a perfect fit. Like, Vooch, Vooch is not a perfect fit. Uh, Kimba is not a perfect fit. Chris Middleton is a perfect fit <laughs> with this team. And you look up his shooting stats, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, he would absolutely be a perfect fit. He's exactly what they just lined out. Shooters, athleticism, and veterans. I mean, he's a veteran. He's been around. He's been, you know, in a couple of playoff series now. He could go to the NBA Finals this year. You know, he's going to have some experience coming in. And he has experience growing and being part of a terrible team, too, and coming out of that and becoming one of the best teams in the NBA. He was on that team that got the second pick, and they picked Jabari Parker. I mean, he was on that that terrible, terrible team with Giannis. And he grew, he grew up pretty much. And that experience, I think, is just invaluable for a team like the Mavericks that are coming out of an era like that. Yeah, and 
there's some agent stuff that you got to look at too. Uh, Bill Duffy comes into play with Vucevic and, you know, Luca and some of that. You get Jeff Schwartz, who re- represents some of these uh these guys, these same guys that are connected with the Mavericks and Middleton, some of these guys. So, like, you got to keep the agent stuff in mind too, because that plays such an underlying key um, Stupid role, role. In, in in all of it. Because, I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah, that's where a lot of you know communication obviously happens. So, Dallas definitely has options to take. Um, the Kemba stuff is. It's being mentioned so much that it's hard, you know, it's hard for anybody to just push it aside and say yeah. it's nothing. Um, man, I think the Kimba thing would be so. <laughs> I'm so intrigued in how the Kimba thing would be uh, welcomed by Mavs fans if it's a full max. Because how how there were some, how there was some kind of divide about Harrison Barnes, yes. and I feel like a lot of people didn't like Harrison Barnes. Toward, like not as a person, but like as a player towards the end, end of his time in Dallas. Man, I, you would see Mavs fans just taking their stances right there on either side of, I hate all of this, why they do it. And then you would have some saying, this is amazing. We get a freaking Kimball Walker that's an all-star and it's crazy good and all this stuff. And it, it would bring so much divide and argument, <laughs> arguing. Uh, you already see it. It's already happened. There's so many Mavs fans that are arguing and have – such passionate anytime we bring up Kemba somebody's like I don't want Kemba (laughs) yes yes and and we've briefly talked about you asked me the other day it's like hey what is this playoffs you know show if they brought in somebody like Kemba and uh, it it changes a little bit how you want to fill out the rest of the lineup I think in that situation you would want Tim Hardaway come off the bench you would need two other guys in that situation (laughs) you need two other guys in that starting unit that um can play lockdown defense and yeah it's just a um We've had the same stance with this podcast. We're not fully in love with the Kimba thing, but if it happened, I feel like we could talk ourselves into it and really you know, find ourselves getting hyped about it. But I, it's not my first option. It's not something I'm like dying for them to do, but it's not the end of the world either. Absolutely. And we could probably talk ourselves into anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if they, have to, if they have to hand out a max to Vooch or Kimba, who are you picking? Oh, Kemba, easy. Kemba, yeah, I, I'm the same way. So, like, that's the type. Like, I, I don't, I'm not in love with Vuce's uh, fit in Dallas. So, like, I'm I'm more against that than I am the Kemba thing. Uh, it's just, yeah, it is a ton of money. You're paying a crazy ton of money for a shorter guard. That uh, I, I that's my my whole th- yeah, that's my whole thing with fit and stuff with Luca and, and all that stuff. But Middleton, sign me up any day of the week. Malcolm Brockton, come on, bro. And I got this text to me today, and they said, hey, somebody texted me and said, well, Milwaukee's going to have to pick between Middleton and Brogdon, right? Like, Feels like it. They're going to have to sure. pick. There's a, there's, they have so many decisions to make. But but here's my thing. I don't think they have to if they, if they make a long run in the playoffs because I think as a Mavs fan, like even though you, a lot of us love Giannis, as a Mavs fan, if you're looking purely at free agency, you want them to get beat by Boston, I think. Because then they just you can't run back the same exact team if you're Milwaukee, if you get put out in the second round as the one seed. But if they make like a finals run or a deep, a deep Eastern Conference finals run, and they're like, man, 
we can't we can't split all this up. We can't risk splitting this up with Giannis right now. We want to stay good because good luck getting free agency, you know, to come to Milwaukee. Besides, you know, I don't know, Brooke Lopez. But like, if they make a deep finals run or a deep run in the playoffs, then I could see them running it back and just matching everything. They can match everything. They have the rights to the players, so it's like. It's up to them whether they want to pay the tax or not. Yeah, it's up to yeah if they want to pay that. So they can go of the luxury tax and keep all their guys. It's just I think they'll be less motivated to do that if they get put out early. But if they make the deep finals run, I think they can just bring everybody back. They might just bring everybody back. Yeah the the situation in Milwaukee is Middleton is a player option for thirteen million. George Hill is non guaranteed for eighteen million. He's gone. See ya. Yeah. Mer- Meritage is an unrestricted free agent. Brooke Lopez is an unrestricted free agent. Brogdon is a restricted free agent. Uh, Pat Content, Sterling Brown also have non-guaranteed. Those are probably guaranteed. Uh, and, and that's kind of where it stands for them. Man, Tony Snell is like dead weight for them right now. He was playing garbage time. I mean, just completely out of it. And I don't... We, there just hasn't been very many opportunities for us to see if this Bucks organization wants to pay the luxury tax, right? They just haven't been good. Recently. Well, I think I mean I think you got to. I mean, if you, you don't want to risk anything with Giannis coming up in a couple years, but so. we just don't know if they think that way. Owners do crazy stuff all the time, where they're like, you know, the the Rockets this year. We just talked about this with this this game is the Rockets made it a move to try and, and save some cap, and they got rid of James Ennis, and they, uh, you know, they could have used a guy like that. They could use as many of those wing guys as they could possibly get. And instead yeah, they, but they're they already locked in, though. Like, right now, Milwaukee has to convince Giannis. Imagine being the owner that wouldn't spend a little bit in the luxury tax and you lost Giannis because of it. I know. But I'm just saying. It's happened before. And this ownership, True. ownership situation, they haven't been part of the situation before. And Giannis seems like a guy that's going to be loyal and going to stick around. He's not doing Space Jam. You know, all this stuff gets into an owner's head. And all of a sudden, you're saying, well, he's going he's gonna to be loyal and stay with us. But, you know. We think we see this cycle over and over again with owners and their their free agents, where you know, uh, you know, Gordon Hayward they don't give him the contract right, the big contract right away, or Anthony Davis they don't make the moves to to put a good team around him, and we see this over and over again. But owners they, they're not super plugged into the NBA like this all the time. Not all of them. I mean, Mark Cuban's kind of one of the one of the few that are at, that can competently talk about all these things because he pays attention to everything. But they don't see these things. They're in all these other worlds and doing all this other stuff and. Can't put it past them that they'll they'll make a decision like this. So, one of these guys could be. All that being said, one of these guys could become available. Uh, it'll probably yeah, they, it'll probably be Miritich and Lopez. <laughs> that's a that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, can they bring everybody back because Miritich, Lopez, and some of these guys are free agents too? No, but if it came down, push came to shove, and you're like, well, I, we really want to keep Brogdon and Middleton at big contracts, then yeah, they they really can. And Giannis has. <laughs> It sounds crazy saying somebody in the twenty-something million is a favorable contract, but twenty-five point eight is pretty favorable for Giannis. So that's a super good deal for like the top four player in the NBA. Yeah, because you look at some of these guys. I mean, what is Steph going to make like forty next year? Yeah. I mean, you know, some of these guys are are starting to hit the forty marks. There's a couple, you know, these guys in the thirties. So Giannis is still at twenty-five point eight. And if we're looking at guaranteed money, then yeah, you got the Bledsoe extension was, you know, 15, 15.6. And so like, that's the thing of like, you know, even if they, you know, they max out Middleton if they have to, or they sign Brogdon's like 18 a year, they can still pull that off. And yeah, so 
I just don't want Mavs fans to sit there and say, be confident. We're getting one of them. You know, <laughs> we got it. Yeah. We got one because they got to choose. And that's really, really not the case. They might have to, though. That's that's what I'm saying. You're, you're trying to, to push hopes down, and I'm trying to say, hey, there's a little bit of hope. There, there could be some hope here. You might. You I might think have it be- would be. But here, but here's my other thing behind it. Why not match? Why not match it? What are you gonna do to replace it? Like you really, you're gonna let Middleton walk and replace him with who? Tony Snell. They're gonna play. They're, they're gonna replace him with not money being lost. Is what they're gonna replace him with. That's that's the only reason why they wouldn't do one of these. But things. then you're gonna suck. Like you, you. Can't, I know that, and, and you know that, and their GM and, but, knows that. And then you're gonna lose Giannis own, in two years. Do their you, owners you gotta know match them. Like if you're Milwaukee, you match them both, and then you try to trade it, or you run it back, or try to trade it. You can't risk not matching one of these guys unless you're gonna have like. I could understand if you're not gonna max and match it if you have another big free agent waiting to come in there and you had the money to sign them. I get that because then you can switch up your team and still stay good and keep Giannis happy and all that. But if you're just gonna let Middleton or Brogdon go because you don't want to match it and then you're gonna replace them with freaking Tony Snell or whoever you want to say and then you're gonna suck next year, that no, that's that's like getting fired. People rioting over your fan base. So I'm. I'm not I'm saying little, it'll happen. I'm not giving out the contracts. I'm just saying crazier things have happened. There are there are worse owners in the NBA that have done crazier things. Very true. I love them both. If Dallas can get them, sign me up any day. I'm just not very confident that they can get either of them. You know what? I'm going to come out and say it. The Mavericks are getting both. <gasps> you did not. <laughs> get both Middleton and Brogdon. Hey, I hate to break it to you, especially Madison's, but Dallas isn't probably going to get Ke- Kevin Durant. Or some of these. <laughs> oh man, there's been no indication to date that the Mavericks will get a sniff from the Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving tier of free agents. That's fine. I'm okay with it. <laughs> so there you go. There's some free agent talk. I hope you guys enjoyed it. There's so much more coming, and we're we're very excited to get into it, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom.